Alright, it's podcast time. This is everybody's favorite podcast. It's the Draft Grades episode. And that's pretty much all we're going to do today. But first, we do need to recap the very first game of the season. Uh, This was the defending champion Panthers against the Kansas City Chiefs. And this was a 28-7 Panthers victory. I didn't see this game. So I don't really know what happened here. Uh, Looks like fairly anemic output offensively from both teams, uh, particularly passing. The Panthers, uh, they're both under 200 yards passing. Both had more interceptions than touchdowns. Uh, The Panthers did get 150 yards rushing from Jason Talley. That, I think, was the big difference in this game. And the Chiefs had 57 from Hardwick. I don't see any stats for, what's his name, Terran Strong, I think is his name. Uh, Maybe he's not on the Chiefs anymore, I guess I don't actually know, or maybe he's injured. But either way, uh, not the rushing performance that the Chiefs would like to have. And then Deion Haywood for the Panthers, uh, three catches for 92 yards. So, you know, averaging 30 yards a catch. A couple of big plays there really help the Panthers get it done, looks like. So that's the first game of the season. Panthers uh, starting out with a 28-7 victory. Is this your fan base after the draft? Get the truth with Abibiter Draft Graves. That's right. Get the truth about your draft class right here during this segment. Uh, Once again, as I always say, uh, because I guess I just like hearing myself talk. I mean, I I am doing a podcast uh, about a franchise on a video game. So, obviously, I like to hear myself talk. Um, But as I always say, I'll give my thoughts on each draft class. And the thoughts are my own. They're just opinions. Uh, and then I'll give the draft grade, and the draft grade is determined via science. Okay, Top scientists, even former NASA scientists, some of the greatest minds that have ever uh, been involved in football have all contributed to coming up with uh, the algorithm and the methodology that comes up with these draft grades. So when we say your team gets a whatever letter grade, you know it is the truth about that team and about that draft class. So without further ado, let's get right into it and start with the Kansas City Chiefs, who uh, just had all their normal picks, it looks like. looks like they didn't uh, trade for any. Uh, So at pick 27, they chose Vlad Anderson. Not Vladimir, Vlad Anderson. So a black guy from Arkansas, Vlad, named Vlad, it's not Russian, uh, and there have been a lot of guys named Vlad coming through on this random name generator on Madden, and I, I just got to wonder why. That I mean, you, you don't see names like John as often as you see some of these weird names. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, the Chiefs drafted him. Uh, he's a 72 overall, uh, left end. Eh, okay. Um not a hidden development trait. The Chiefs kind of tend to have trouble 
collecting those guys. Um, in particular, I think their percentage of first-round picks that have been hidden development traits have been pretty low compared to everybody else. Uh, so that hurts a little bit there. And then in the second round, and this is, um, maybe we can get some publication to do a uh, some sort of profile piece on this because it might be an interesting story. In the second round, the Chiefs take Brett Morris, a uh, right guard. 65 overall, uh, you'd, you'd hope for a higher rating than that, but he is a hidden development trait. And he is not currently at the top of the depth chart, so I don't know uh, how well he's going to take advantage of that hidden development trait uh, when he's not playing, but at the same time, he's only a 65 overall, so yeah, I don't know what you do with that. But very interesting that Brett Morris, drafted by the Chiefs, and his overall rating really doesn't seem to warrant that draft position. So uh, there might be a little nepotism going on here in that Chiefs front office. So in the third round, the Chiefs took Amir Donald. Uh, he's a cornerback, uh, and he is a 67 overall. That's fine for the third round. Uh, he is the <laughs> one, two, three, four, fifth, sixth best cornerback on this Chiefs team. So, you know, you hope your second and third round pick are at least going to get on the field and play and contribute some. And it looks like these guys aren't going to do that for the Chiefs. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how that went. And then uh, in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, the Chiefs pulled off what has become known as the Patriot Trifecta. Uh, they took, in this order, punter, kicker, fullback in the NFL draft. This is known as the Patriot trifecta because the Patriots have done it often, and it's a rather uh, dubious claim, uh, uh, dubious draft claim, draft claim, uh, it, it's a rather dubious uh, honor for the team that does this because those are three positions that most NFL teams normally would not even draft. They would just find them in free agency. Uh, probably undrafted rookie free agents, oftentimes. And and uh, they're not going to spend draft picks on them. That's the point. Now, I understand that we're all going to spend draft picks on these positions to make sure we get the guy we want, and that's fine. Uh, but it's just, it's always funny when all three of them happen in the same draft class. Uh, I will give the Chiefs credit. It, it's certainly the Patriot trifecta, um, but at least um, they did a little better than the Patriots normally have in that uh, they don't have duplicates of these positions still on their roster at the beginning of the season. So they each of these guys is on the team, and there are no other kickers, punters, or fullbacks on the team, so they're not spending roster spots on the uh, on extras of positions that don't really play on the field, uh, which is something that kind of became commonplace for the Patriots. So at least the Chiefs didn't do that. And, you know, these guys are decent. 70 overall, 67 overall, 70 overall. Uh, decent picks there, really, uh, if you're going to take those positions in the NFL draft. Uh, so anyway, that's, man, longer talking about the Chiefs than they really deserve. So let's look at their draft grade. Chiefs get... A B minus. Uh, on to the Browns. The Browns had four picks in this draft, and that is it. Uh, they picked 
twice in the first round at 13th and 31st, and then uh, 31st in the second round, and then uh, Mr. Almost Irrelevant, uh, the 31st pick in the seventh round. Uh, so a, a fewer draft picks than normal for the Browns. Uh, so let's see who they got here. Uh, with that 13th pick, uh, the Browns took Diego Romero, who was the Heisman winner, left outside linebacker, uh, 76 overall, pretty pretty solid rounded player. Uh, I'm sure he's a hidden development trade. I haven't looked. So he'll be good for the Browns, and of course they're gonna they'll get their uh, outside linebackers up to speed pretty quickly. And then with the later first round pick and the second round pick, uh, they went with offensive tackles. And for some reason, I'm having a hard time finding them on their roster. Uh, but DJ Nance at right tackle in the first round, and then Petty in the second round. Uh, 74 overall for Nance. Uh, that's pretty good value there. I know he had a negative draft story, so I'm not entirely sure if he's a hidden development trait. Probably not. But then Petty, a 69 overall. Uh, Nat. Not quite as good there. Uh, for, for late in the second round, that's all right. And then in the seventh round, a receiver, Butler. Uh, 93 speed, but he's a 57 overall, so just a speed guy, not much else. So a very uh, light haul for the Browns. Not a whole lot to talk about. All you can really do is grade them on uh, what they did take. And I guess you could also kind of consider what they got for the picks they traded away, which I don't really remember. I believe uh, Devon Irwin, the star running back that they got, uh, was a lot of those picks, but I don't know for sure. Uh, so that's a you know pretty solid use of those picks to go get a, a superstar running back. Um, plugging it into the algorithm, the Browns, they get a C+. Plus. Oh, that's too bad. All right, moving on to the Patriots. The Patriots um, had two first-round picks this year. And um, they did not, in fact, uh, perform the Patriot trifecta this year. Uh, but they did do a very Patriots thing. And they took in the top ten... A strong safety, Dalton Shea. Uh, good overall rating at 76. Uh, his speed at 87 is going to be a little bit of a liability playing against other user teams, i got to say. Uh, and that was not a tremendous position of need for the Patriots. So, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about that pick. He's obviously a good player uh, and pretty good value for the pick. But were there other options there? I don't know. Uh, 30th pick, a halfback Mac Dean. Uh, 78 overall, guy that had 94 speed, really elusive and speedy. Uh, I've heard some talk that a lot of people didn't like this pick because 
They already had Hageman at running back. Um, I actually really like this pick. I thought Mac Dean was an excellent player. I think he's a much better player than Hageman is. Um, Hageman can be traded. I don't know if they've already done that or not. Um, and, and if not, then the Patriots can use them both. Dean can play slot receiver uh, with Hageman on the field at running back, uh, and then he can be the third down back at times. I mean, the Patriots can find ways to get him on the field. I think he's a great player and he's a great weapon. Um, so I think that's a really good pick, actually. It's not need-based, necessarily, but it's a good pick. And depending on uh, how the Patriots use him, and if they're able to trade away Hageman and get good value for him, then uh, I think that works out pretty well for them. Um, and that might be my favorite pick of the draft for the Patriots, actually. Uh, early in the second round... Um, and there was a lot of discussion about this, too. The Patriots took Niles Clark at tight end. Uh, I believe they had been cautioned against taking him, that they might be disappointed with uh, the results. Well, he's a 76 overall, good player, uh, not a hidden development trait, and not a speedy guy. He's a blocking tight end. He's not going to be a, a big receiving threat. So I think the Patriots could find him very useful in a lot of ways if they will use him correctly use him for running plays and, and not for passing plays and I mean, obviously uh you know not as a split out tight end but in tight where he's going to block now the value i think he could have been gotten later um yeah i think he could have been gotten later for the patriots uh it, it's hard to tell them they shouldn't have though when he was obviously uh graded as high as he was I just don't know who else was going to take him before they could have gotten him with their later second-round pick or maybe even in the third round. Um, so, you know, I think the Patriots found it a little disappointing. He wasn't a hidden development trait. Uh, but those blocking tight ends rarely are. So, anyway, uh, that it's a decent pick. Again, depends on how they use him. Hopefully they use him well. Uh, later in the second round, they got Styles at defensive tackle. He is a 71 overall. Um, they'll plug him in to help out on that defensive front that is always changing. I never know what defense the Patriots are in, and I'm not looking. But he's a normal development trait. And then uh, they took, with their two third-round picks, right tackle and left tackle, 73 overall and a 70 overall. So pretty good value there in the third round for the Patriots. And... I don't know who they took later in the draft because my picture only gets about six six of the picks there. Um, I can try to peek a little bit. It looks like they also got a corner later. Uh, but yeah, anyway, they, I mean, the, and really the first six picks are all any of us care about. Um, you're probably not in the fourth and fifth rounds drafting big influential players. Uh, so anyway, uh, a lot of high overall ratings there for the Patriots. Uh, not a big surprise. And I wouldn't say that they drafted anybody that they're just going to plug in and that guy is just going to be dominating the league uh, immediately uh, or long term. But a lot of guys that could be useful in really good ways 
if the Patriots can coach them up well. So the Patriots for this draft get a B plus. Moving on to the Panthers. Uh, Panthers <clears throat> uh, were picking at 10 and 22 and then 10 and 32 in the second round and 10 and 32 in the third round. Uh, at 10, they took Tim Battles, who is listed as a strong safety. I'm pretty sure he was a corner when they drafted him. Uh, pretty solid all-around player. I don't think he's as fast as the Panthers are used to. He's got 90 speed, 90 acceleration, 92 agility. Um, like I said, I think they converted, converted him from corner to safety. Uh, but he will be a, a pretty good coverage safety back there. Uh, and he is a hidden development trait. So a lot of potential there for Tim Battles. It's a pretty, pretty solid pick. And then left guard, uh, Thompson, 73 overall, uh, was the other first-round pick. Dave Thompson. Uh, is that the guy that started Wendy's? No, that was Dave Thomas. Yeah, Dave Thomas started Wendy's. Dave Thompson started on the Panthers' O-line. Actually, I don't know if he's starting. But he's on their team. He's a hidden development trait. So anytime you get one of those with the linemen, you're feeling pretty good about that. And then uh, early in the second round, uh, they took a guy I liked, Mullen, at defensive tackle that fits really, I think he fits really well into a 3-4. Um, and he, I thought he was pretty good value where they took him. And he is a... Uh, not a hidden development trait. He's 69 overall, um, but got pretty good strength and decent quickness. So he can play D-tackle or D-end in the 3-4, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so he fits their system really well. Uh, later in the second, second round, uh, Landrum, I think it was Keith Landrum at receiver. And, uh, of course... Uh, speedy guy, because that's pretty much all we draft at receiver. 67 overall. Uh, he'll he'll be fine. He's probably their third receiver, I would guess, right now. Um, and, you know, the Panthers will, will coach him up a little bit. But I think they were probably hoping for a little more well-rounded player, a little more skills. Uh, 67 overall, not a hidden development trait. I would count that as a disappointment. Uh, honestly, for the Panthers. Uh, and then in the third round, Trailer at right guard uh, was the early third round pick. And then at corner, they took Stamper. Uh, so Trailer's normal development trait, but he is a 71 overall. Um, so really good value in the third round when you're getting those guys that are about at 70. And then Stamper at corner. 64 overall. This is a guy drafted for his speed. He's got 94 speed. Um, so a bit of a project for the Panthers there. But he does have some speed to work with, which is nice. Uh, yeah, also a normal development trait there. So uh, probably first three picks here, really, really good. And after that, uh, you know, a little more shaky. Um, but decent. And the Panthers never draft badly. They really don't. Um, they at least draft solid. And 
they drafted solid again. They got a B. And then lastly, the Packers. So the Packers were picking at number 6 and number 16. And then in the second round, they were 13th and 26th. And then the third round, 4th and 26th. And what did they get with all those? Uh, Tracy Fitzgerald at number 6. That was uh, their first first round pick. Uh, Fitzgerald, pretty highly rated safety. And there he is. Uh, 75 overall. Normal development trait, which was, I think, they found to be uh, pretty uh, disappointing. But he's got decent quickness and decent skills. Uh, a good chance he gets a development game uh, within the next couple years, I'm pretty sure. Also, good size for safety, six foot three. Um, so, great pick if it's a hidden development trait. Uh, as it is, it's solid. And then at left guard, Sherry. Uh, I think it's Adrian Sherry. Was the uh, second first round pick. Uh, and this uh, was... I think an, an underrated pick for the Packers, 75 overall, hidden development trait, rookie uh, guard, who's 6'6", 340, uh, just a monster of a man, and really strong. Um, so Packers got themselves a starter there, and, they, and that allowed them to trade away some other linemen. Uh, I need to speed this up. Uh, then in the second round, Lee Farley at corner, 92 speed. Normal development trait, but he's going to play a lot for that team. Uh, he's a 70 overall, if I already said that. And then late in the second round, an interesting pick, Zach Hutton, quarterback. Uh, with Phil Corcoran being on the franchise tag and at the age of 32, uh, it'd be interesting to see if Zach Hutton figures into the Packers' plans or not. Second round, uh, you, you know, late in the second round, you may not think you're drafting a starter there, uh, but that's still a pretty high pick to spend on a quarterback. 70 overall, not a hidden development trait, uh, but does have some raw tools to work with. So it just remains to be seen how that draft pick is going to work out. Um, but if it allows the Packers to... Uh, to play with him as a young guy on a young contract, then it's going to work out big time for them. Uh, then Garner at corner, a good slot corner, 72 overall in the third round. He is real good value. He's going to play safety and corner. And Blackwell at defensive end, 68 overall. He's adding depth to a uh, Packers defensive front that is very good, but starting to get old. Uh, so that's... That's the Packers draft. Uh, got value later on at running back and also a hidden development trait kicker and tight end in the later rounds. Um, a blocking tight end with a hidden development trait, which really annoyed the Patriots because they spent a was a first round pick or early second round pick on a blocking tight end and he was not a, <laughs> a hidden development trait. So that's fun. Uh so yeah, the Packers tend to get more hidden development traits in later rounds than they do in earlier rounds for some reason. Uh, but those guys can really work out and be big for your team. So 
Anyway, oof, I've been rambling for 22 minutes. I hope everybody's enjoying this. Uh, the Packers, they get an A- minus in this draft. So those are the draft grades for this podcast, and that is the podcast. Uh, no development trait news, only one game to cover, and that's fine. This, this episode doesn't need to be any longer than it is. So in the future, we'll cover some more of the development traits that happened this year and maybe some of the um, maybe the same, some of the game recaps and all that good stuff. So we'll look forward to getting to the Super Bowl pretty soon.